Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. 1 Corinthians. Studying the subject of healing. Now we're going to get over into the supernatural side of this. It's all supernatural, but there's a... I guess the part of it which I'm most familiar with. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Everybody say ignorant. I mean, God wants us to know, amen, how these things work and how they operate. It says, You know that you were Gentiles carried away into these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore, I give unto you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed. No one can say that Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh. Everybody say, worketh. Worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit, the word of knowledge, to another the word of, excuse me, word of wisdom, to another word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts, notice plural, gifts of healing, both of them are, by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. Now, tonight I want to teach you on pulling or drawing on the anointing of God, the gifting of God, in in the lives of ministers that come to the church in order to receive healing. Now, uh, I don't know that, that people today that flow in the gifts of the Spirit, operate in the Spirit, those that are my friends, myself included, um, Personally, I would just rather not. It brings a lot of controversy. It brings a lot of confusion. You're the target of a lot of, uh, I don't know, a lot of criticism. But on the other side of the coin, I'm so glad that these things flow in my life because I've seen so many people blessed by it. Now, we were in a meeting two years ago, three years ago now, three years ago. Uh, the testimony was told to me this July. And... Uh, uh, a daughter and son-in-law of a pastor friend of mine. Uh, she was having tremendous uh, problems, female problems in her body. And she began to pray, her and her husband began to pray about uh, uh, two, three, two to three months before uh, coming to a conference where they knew I would be speaking. And so she prayed and they agreed that when I ministered, the Spirit of the Lord would speak to me, call their condition out, and they'd be healed. Now, I got up and preached. Now, I don't, this, is, this is after it all happens that I know. I don't know anything about them praying. I didn't, know, I didn't even know they had a problem. So I got up and ministered. This just kind of shows you how the Holy Ghost will work. I got up and ministered and ministered to several people. And then I turned over to Pastor Mark. It was at Fire for the Nation. Pastor Mark Brzee began to walk toward him like I was going to hand the meeting back over to him, and she said in her, in her spirit, she said that uh, uh, this panic gripped her spirit, and in her mind, these words rose up, and she cried out, no, no, he can't leave because he hadn't ministered to me yet. And so right as I walked up to Pastor Mark, 
the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, there's women here that need to be ministered to that have uh, female problems. Leah, you probably remember that. So we got up and began to minister, and I noticed when we got to this particular individual, the, 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 the anointing of God went into her body. Well, she told me later that she was totally healed, and they have a new baby boy now. And so the, the point I'm trying to make is these gifts of the Spirit are gifts in the body of Christ, in the church, to be drawn on. You have to learn to pull on them. Now, when I was in field ministry, I, I, I struggled with problems with my throat chronically. Not just every once in a while I, had, I would have a little throat problem. I did it chronically because I spoke continually. Uh, the last 10 years of our ministry, which would have been uh, 2001, 1991 through 2001, we did almost 300 meetings a year. Most years uh, we did 300 meetings. That included teaching in Bible schools, camp meetings, uh, conferences, and my own meetings that I did, traveling all over the world doing that. Uh, the first, I think it was exacerbated in the first few years of that because that's where they still allowed you to smoke cigarettes on, on international airline flights. And I, you know, I mean, they make the first two rows of first class and the last two rows of coach uh, smoking, and everybody else is non-smoking. Well, by the time you get to Ireland or England, you've done smoked two packs of cigarettes, even if you don't smoke. And, and so, you know, it just, I had trouble. So I remember Lee and I were going to be in Joaquin, Texas, doing a Sunday morning, Sunday night, and then we were going to Gonzales, Louisiana, to be in one of Brother Hagen's Holy Ghost meetings, and I began to pray. Leah began to agree with me, and I prayed, Lord, let Brother Hagen call that out. I, I want to be healed by the Spirit of God, by the power of God. Now, see, I'd been already standing in faith. Just like that young lady and her husband were already standing in faith, it's God that quickened them to believe in that direction. I'd already been standing in faith. I'd already been confessing healing scriptures. Then God quickened me to believe God, uh, to begin to pull on that gift of God that was in Brother Hagin. And sure enough, the second night we were there, he got up and said, he said, now there are some here. And then he said it like this. He said, now there's a minister here. You've got a chronic throat problem. Well, I got up. I went up there. There was about 20 or 30 more people in the line. He just went down the line going, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And when he stopped to me, he said, is that you, Doc? He called everybody Doc. Is that you, Doc? I said, that's me. Put up my hands. Instantaneously was healed. Now, the reason I'm saying that is, is because as you, as you pray about your path of healing, the gifts of the Spirit can come into operation if that's the will of God for you. Because there are so many ways to get healed. You can get healed just by believing the Word of God. You can get healed by the, just by the laying on of hands in obedience to Mark chapter 16. You can get healed by the laying on of hands and the anointing of oil according to James chapter 5. But I'm telling you, when there is a move of the Spirit in the church that you belong to, among ministers that come to that church, then you have a little bit of an extra advantage to be able to pull on giftings of God to receive supernaturally by the gifts of the Spirit. Now, we were taught that in, 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 as kids growing up. Uh, uh, a dad good one, uh, uh, mom good one operated in the gifts of the Spirit. Uncle Ken, who was Kenneth E. Hagen, he operated in the gifts of the Spirit. And we were taught, uh, uh, Mom and Dad taught us, our Sunday school teachers taught us, they taught us. Now, if you get sick or if there's something wrong with you, uh, Dad, Dad Goodwin, Jesus works through him. Uh, 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 brother, Uncle Ken, Brother Hagen, Jesus works through him. Now, I remember I had chronic nosebleeds up until I was about 10 years old. Now, I remember Dad taking me up in an altar call and hands being laid upon me and never had nosebleeds again. I remember having horrible chap lips every fall and winter. My lips stayed cracked the whole year. Went up there, Dad Goodwin ministered to me. Never had it again. Pulling on that anointing, drawing on that anointing. 
So you've got to learn to understand. Now, if you're a believer, you pray in the Holy Ghost, you pray in the Spirit, you're sensitive to the things of God, that is a right and privilege for you to draw on the anointing and the gifting of God in order to be healed. Now, what's unique about the gifts of the Spirit? Notice what it says here. They operate as the Spirit wills, not as we will. You can't turn it off and on. You can't get up and say, well, tonight we're going to have a gifts of the uh, a Spirit meeting. It has to be as the Spirit of God wills. But I like to say it like this. I believe the Spirit of God is more willing than He's not. Amen. Many times people have not prepared themselves. We're in uh, Pastor Randy Ayer's church. Oh, this is, Lord, 25 years ago. And there was a lady there that was going in uh, for uh, surgery for uh, kidney stones. She's an elderly, elderly lady, and she did not want uh, to have this major surgery. This was back in the early 90s uh, on her body in order to remove these kidney stones. They had tried everything they could do. She was in severe pain. Well, she and her husband began to pray. Now, they said this. They said, now, when Pastor, when Brother, oh, that wasn't called Pastor, it was called Brother Rusty. When Brother Rusty comes to start the revival on Sunday morning, I'll be healed of these kidney stones. Well, Sunday morning came, I got up and preached. I really sensed no anointing in the moving or the gifts of the Spirit. But all of a sudden, I felt in my spirit, I should pray for the sick. So I called for the sick to come, and there was about 15 people standing up there. And as I went down the row, I was just praying for each and every one of them by the laying on of hands, by faith, according to Matthew chapter 16, Jesus, the head of the church. Amen? Just being faithful to minister like that. When I got to her, a special anointing came upon me. And the Spirit of God came on me, went through me, and went right into her. Well, the next day she went in. She's laying in the uh, uh, preparation room where they get you the pre-op room. And she asked them to take an uh, x-ray. And they were like, well, we've got all the x-rays we need. We don't need to take an x-ray. We know what we're doing, where we're going. She said, no, I'm paying for this. Take an x-ray. Amen. And so they said, well, you know, to appease you, we'll go. So they went and take an, took an x-ray. Well, they came back and took another one. Came back and took another one. They told us they, she, she testified on Tuesday night. She said, they, they said, we've got you rolled on the wrong side. We need to roll you on the other side. Well, they rolled her on the other side, and then 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 the other side. They took five x-rays, couldn't find nothing. But that's what she did. She drew on the gift of God. Now, this is something you have to understand. I'm going to say this without a teaching on it, so you may get mad at me, but it'll, if you study, you'll see it's true, and we'll teach on it later. In the Bible, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Acts chapter 10 sums up the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ like this. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Now, this is a qualified statement not by me, not by Brother Hagen, not by a healing minister, but by Jesus himself. Jesus never healed anybody. Now you say that in most crowds and they'll, just, they'll pick up the rocks to stone you. Jesus is the healer. No, God healed through the Lord Jesus Christ. He was the conduit. He was anointed by the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of the Lord moved through him. In his earth walk, he walked as a man in correct relationship to the Lord. He still maintained the element of his deity because of the blood that was in his veins, but he still had to operate as a human being on the earth. Now, we also see another man in Acts chapter 19. 
The Bible says that God wrought, God wrought, notice the terminology, Acts chapter 10, how, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, how God wrought special miracles, the Apostle Paul, Acts chapter 19, so that from his body were taken handkerchiefs or aprons, and when laid on the sick and infirm, the demon possessed, they were delivered. How many have ever read that? Well, now that's that same anointing. Now, here's what we have to understand. The Holy Ghost involved in this portion of ministry is going to carry two elements that are unique to the Spirit of God. Number one, there's activity. Everybody say activity. Secondly, there is tangibility. The anointing is a heavenly substance. Let me say that again. The anointing is a heavenly substance and when the anointing of God is in operation, there is an activity to it and there is a tangibility to it. Now, whether you know this or not, people falling under the power of God is not something that happened just, you know, all the time throughout church history. It's really unique to the charismatic move. I was in many, many services where great anointings by Brother Hagen, Brother Goodwin, Brother Osteen, and other people were ministered and the gifts of the Spirit and hands were laid on people and nobody ever even moved. They just stood there and received. If you go on, on, on YouTube, one of those uh, uh, on the Internet, and look at some of the old uh, uh, Oral Roberts meetings, how Brother Roberts would sit in a chair on the platform. They'd put him a chair on the platform and people would just walk up to him, stand there, he'd lay hands on them, Stand back and say, how do you feel? Say, well, I feel a little better. He put his hand on him again. Say, how do you feel? Stand back and say, well, I, I, I'm healed. And, and it happened time after time after time again. But during the charismatic move, there was a release of the anointing that went to a higher level where people begin literally to fall under the power of God. The phenomenon, now today here at Island Church, our ushers, we train them, if they possibly can, not to let people fall, to hold them up. Because most of the time, if people kind of fall and you catch them and kind of give them a little nudge, they'll come to themselves and stand there. But there are times when the Holy Ghost just knocks you out. Now, see, there's a tangibility to that where the Spirit of God can begin to come in and do the work that needs to be done in you so that God can get the glory. Jesus can be magnified in our midst. Now, understanding that operation of the Spirit in your own life, it's a, you know, people say, well, anybody can flow with this at any time. That's not true. It's as the Spirit of God wills. But as you are faithful to just pray for people, that's the key right there. Faithful to just pray. Now, I began ministry in April of 1984, was in Bible school of all of 1980, uh, fall of 1984 into the spring of 1985. Never saw any gifts of the Spirit in operation till the summer of 1985. In the summer of 1985, I went on a missions trip with Lakewood Church down to Mexico. Now, Brother Osteen had told our director, Dennis Key, to allow me to minister to a satellite church of a large mega church there in Monterey. The satellite church held about three or 400 people, and all the satellite churches of that, of that large church uh, the, the students of our Bible school spread out in those in order to minister on a Sunday night. Well, I got to go to the, to the main one. And I preached on blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, and, and on, out of Acts chapter 10. And I'll never forget ending that meeting and feeling something fall on me. I didn't know what it was. 
I thought, I wonder what this is. And the, and the tangibility of it was in my shoulders. The only way to describe it is from about here in the middle of my, uh, 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 what would you call your, your collarbone? From about the middle of my collarbone till about the, the middle of my upper arm, there would just be a, it's like, it's like somebody came and put a weight right here. It was like a brick or a, or a weight that would be on my shoulders. Now, I still experience this today. I still at certain times will experience that. And I know that that's the tangibility side of the anointing and the gifts of the Holy Spirit that do not belong to me are wanting to be distributed to people that need it. Now, Leah can attest to this. She was with me. We were in West Columbia, Texas at B.B. Hankins Church. And, and we were having a glorious meeting. We, it was on a Sunday night. We'd started, we were doing a Sunday through Wednesday. It was on a Sunday night. The Sunday morning was a great meeting, but Sunday night there was something unique, and the Spirit of God moved in there. Now, we did not know, but a lady was brought up, and she was helped by her mother. Her mother kind of just held her, and she just kind of stood as her mother held her by the shoulders. Now, I could sense that anointing, that gifts of the Spirit in operation. I was just the conduit to, into which it flowed coming down upon me and as it did I literally felt it come down out of my shoulders and through my hands and into her body and remember that Leah and she when it went into her body she took off from her mother's grasp her mother fell under the power of God she took off from her mother's grasp and began to run around and around the church well the church just went haywire we didn't know who she was the church did she had been in a major car wreck five years earlier and was literally an invalid, could not walk. She was in bed every day. For five years, she had literally been like that. But the Spirit of God, the anointing of God, came up on her and totally delivered her. Remember, we got that beautiful letter from them. They wrote us this beautiful letter about how they had believed God and knew that we were coming, drew on that gift, and that gift operated and manifested for them. Now, that means sickness or disease that is in your body. You're standing on the Word of God. You come into communion on, on, on Sunday night. You're, you're, you're believing God. Listen, it may just be that, that the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, fall harvest is coming up. We've got Pastor Mark, Pastor Sam, uh, Christopher along. Man, if anybody flows in the gift of the Spirit in massive ways, uh, Brother Christopher does, that's a great anointing to pull on. But you can pull on the anointing of God at any time. It really doesn't matter. Because God can use somebody that's never been used. Use them one time. He said, no, I don't know if I believe that. Well, try Ananias who ministered to the Apostle Paul. I'm sure God probably used him more than that. But obviously there was the one time in which he ministered to the Apostle Paul. And that anointing changed the world. Because the Apostle Paul was ministered to and actually given a word of wisdom from God. So you've got to understand these things operate in the church. And God desires them, especially when it comes to healing, to manifest and work on a continual basis. Now, notice this again. This may help you tonight. These nine gifts of the Spirit, the three... Now, now when I say this, I'm using this very loosely. Everybody say amen. When I, when I say this, I'm going to say this very loosely because th th there's, a, there's another aspect to this. But the three particularly that are unique to healing are the three power gifts. Now, that doesn't mean that the word of knowledge. Let's, let's just take that for just a moment. That might help you. Because 
many times, predominantly, the word of knowledge will work here at Island Church through our ministry. Say, you know, somebody here has a headache, this or that. Never take that for granted. But a word of knowledge connected to healing, the knowledge of God singling you out and pulling you out of a crowd because you have a particular situation in your life, in your physical body, is designed to increase your faith to receive. Now, I've seen people that have received. I've seen people that hadn't received. And I've seen the word of knowledge work singularly by itself to inspire the faith of people to receive. But also, the word of knowledge will work with the gifts of healing. But now notice these three. Faith, that's special faith. That's faith that is undeveloped. That is faith that is imparted. Now let me say that again. That's faith. You say, what do you mean undeveloped? You can't develop special faith. It's an impartation of the faith of God that will remove any type of intimidation, fear, or anything like that out of you. You say, what do you mean by that? Listen, if you walk up to a, uh, someone in, the, in a wheelchair and you have this thought, I'm going to pull them out of the wheelchair. I wonder if they'll get up. Don't do it. Amen. Now, here's the key. A gift of faith will be what? Tangible. It will drop upon you tangibly. We were, we were at, we were at uh, uh, Roy's brother's church years ago. Holding, Frank was probably there. Uh, uh, years ago. Holding a meeting. Now, they were interpreting my preaching uh, from English into Spanish. Uh, where was y'all's church? Up in League City? Was it League City up there? Now, there was a woman there who was paralyzed on this side of her body. With a, with a, had had a stroke. Now, I didn't know that. They were speaking Spanish to her. But I felt something come on me and I grabbed both of her hands and jerked them up in the air. Well, when I did that, the congregation went like this. <gasps> <laughs> I mean, they just, they just like to suck all the wind out of the place. Well, when I let go of it, she started doing this. Well, I didn't have church on that. You say, what do you mean? Well, the glory of God touched her, and she was totally healed on that side of her body. Now, if I would have known that, I wouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? You say, what do you mean? If I would have known that, I would not have done that. You say, why? Because me just knowing that would have stopped me from doing that. But as the anointing came upon me, I did, it was just a, what I would call a spiritual reflex of just grabbing her arm and pulling it up in the air. You say, what do you mean? That's When special faith comes, it takes you over. Amen. Now, notice the next. Gifts of healings, plural. Now, this is unique in that gifts of healing work in different individuals' lives, they flow through individuals' lives in different ways or in different categories. We see that in Acts chapter 8 where the Bible says, Philip went down to Samaria and preached Christ unto him. Talked about many who had the palsy, many that were lame, uh, many that were demon-possessed. It never said anything about blind people being healed. It never said anything about any lepers being cleansed. And not only that, it didn't say anything about, about uh, 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 Philip ministering the power of the Holy Ghost to anybody. The Bible actually says when, when, when Jerusalem had heard that Samaria had received the Word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they laid their hands on them, they received the Holy Ghost. So notice, in particular, 
to Peter, excuse me, in particular to Philip's ministry, cripples were being healed. Lame and those with a palsy were being healed. So he had a particular, a particular vein in which gifts of healing work through his ministry. Lee and I have seen that in our ministry for years. We've seen people with bad backs. We've seen people with blood disease. And we've seen people who have a hard time having children. Those three right there. Now we've seen people healed of other things, but it just seems those three things right there. The other day we were in a meeting in Shreveport, Louisiana. I wasn't ministering. I was sitting on the front row. Pastor Mark Brzee was up operating in the, in, the, in the word of knowledge, gifts of healing work in his ministry. He was ministering, ministered. He ministered to one couple. He came up. He began to lay hands upon him. I saw his hand begin to go. And right as his hand got to the top of the head, he stepped back and he said, y'all believe in God for a child. They said, they said, yes, that's what we're believing God for. He said, Rusty, you come up here and lay hands on him. He didn't lay hands on him. He had me come up there and do it. He recognized that flow. Now, if, he's, if I'm in ministry with him, we were in the Philippines. And I had somebody come up that, that, that was having all kinds of problems in their neck. And, the upper, all the, and I said, Pastor Mark, you come up here. You lay hands because I've seen him pray for people with bad necks and cancers. Many times people with cancer are healed under his ministry. And that's, you've got to learn to recognize that. And as we learn to recognize that, we yield to one another and minister along those areas. You may find that a particular gift works through you if you'll get out and operate or flow in it. It's amazing. Uh, Howard Carter came to our church when we were little kids. Many, many of y'all don't even know who that is. That's a man that, that, that God used. He was a conscientious, uh, conscientious objector in World War II. He was British. He was uh, head of the Assemblies of God Church on the British Island. While they had him locked up during World War II, he wrote a book on the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Well, when the war was over and he got out, he began to minister and travel. He came to the United States. He came to our church, First Assembly of God in Pasadena. Comparing his writings to the writings of Brother and Sister J.R. Goodwin, they were almost word for word. Now, in the meeting that they had in our church, uh, they were there speaking, and, and, and a woman came up as Brother Carter and Brother Goodwin and some other men were standing around the front and said, My child is sick. Could you pray for her, Brother Carter? He said this. He said, no, I'm not going to pray for her. He had gotten married. He didn't get married until he was 60 years old. He had married a, a, a woman whose uh, uh, husband was the head of the Missionary Association in England. He had married her. He said, no, I don't flow that way. My wife does. Go get my wife. She'll lay hands on her, uh, on your child, and she'll be healed. Amen. So notice gifts. Everybody say gifts. So these gifts are, are, are distributed. Distributed, distributed by the Holy Spirit in proportion to the faith of those that they work through. That's why if you are a minister in here, if you do preach the Word of God, I don't care what level, you may just work in the nursery taking care of the children or you might, you might uh, uh, work with the youth or whoever. If you will take and begin to study these things in the Word of God, read books about it, Jesus the Healer, Christ the Healer, all those types of things. Read about the gifts of the Spirit because it's only through familiarity, from being familiar with it that it'll work or operate in your life. Can I get an amen? Now, gifts of healing. I say gifts of healing. Now, working of miracles. Here's the point I want to get to tonight. We'll, we'll receive communion. Gifts of healing is God's healing power working through individuals to remove the effects of sickness, disease, infirmity, or injury. 
Now let me say that again. Gifts of healing is God's power working in and through individuals to remove the effects of sickness, disease, injury, infirmity, whatever it may be. Now, working of miracles. People say, well, I, I need a miracle. No, you might not need a miracle. You might need to be healed. People say, I need to be healed. You might need a miracle. Now, working of miracles when it comes to healing is the impartation of the power and life of God restoring or putting back into or rebuilding or doing in someone's body something that needs to be done in order to affect the healing. Let me give you an example. We were in a place called New Summerfield, Texas. These people had built a dome, beautiful dome. I went there three years in a row, held about 500 people. We had some glorious meetings in that place. One night, I could feel the Holy Ghost just come on me in an unusual way. So I began, one of the few times in our ministry, begin to put people in chair and measure their legs. Except I didn't do it. I remember just standing there leaning on the pulpit and I had asked a man, a young man, he was probably in his late 20s, who was the youth pastor of the church, to set the people in the chair, have them sit all the way back, and then gently lift their legs up. And he would do it, and we'd see legs anywhere from three quarters of an inch to an inch to an inch and a half just, just pop right out. People were healed in their backs, their necks, their shoulders. People were rejoicing. So that was all over with, and I stepped back, and that anointing, when I stepped back like this, that anointing got stronger, and the Spirit of God, through a word of knowledge, said to me, there's one more. So I said it, just like the Spirit of God said to me. I said, there's one more. Nobody moved. I said it like this, the Spirit of God amplified it in me. He said, there's one more here, but you're skeptical, because you were in a meeting one time, where somebody was doing this, but it wasn't God. It was something they were trying to do on their own, and you're very skeptical of it. It was that youth pastor who was measuring all those legs. Well, he jumped in that chair. I'll never forget. He had on cowboy boots. I reached down and lifted his legs up. The heel on this right cowboy boot was two inches inside of his other one because he had been in a motorcycle accident, and they had taken two inches out of his femur. So there was two inches of his femur that were not there. All of a sudden, with those boots in my hand, this right boot just popped out even with the others. Now that's a miracle. That's a working of a miracle. God literally went and put two inches of a femur bone back into his leg, and he testified of it later. So you've got to understand that if you need something like that, then that's the way you need to begin to pull on God. Lord, I need a miracle. Uh, we had a man that, that, that whose heart was just destroyed. God gave him a brand new heart. We've seen others that God just ministered to him in such a way that he did a miracle in their body. You say, well, why don't we just all lump it together and call it, call it healing? The reason we do not is because when there are specific manifestations of the power of God, to specific situations in people's lives, God gets glorified all the more. Let me say that again. God gets glorified all the more. Now let me say this. We are living in a time in which there has been a great suppression of the moves of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. We've done everything we can. I've done everything I can as a minister to maintain it, to keep it in this church, 
and to flow with it in my own life and ministry. And I thank God how He has taken me and networked me and knit me with other people that have the same heart and the same desire. But let me tell you, church, it's the exception. It is not the rule. But there is coming a restoration. <laughs> yes, there's coming a restoration of the moving and the power and the gifts of the Holy Ghost into the body of Christ in this day and hour. For many think it's not convenient. Many think it's too controversial. Many are not willing to pay the price in prayer, dedication, and consecration. But there are those that have stood the test of time. Churches and ministers that have belonged unto me and made the decision we will not let go of that which we've experienced. We will not let go of that which we have. And we will see it increased and bless people. And you will see in the days ahead the anointing of my spirit poured out, the restoration of the gifts of the spirit, and many will come to this place to learn, be taught, and go out and minister in that life and power. So even this day, resolve yourself to know more, to press in more, to pray more, to be more sensitive. For it is not by might, nor by power, but it's by my Spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Well, lift up your hands and receive that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God. Now, I told this the other day. I think it bears repeating. I, I was at, at Freedom Crusade at Pastor Sam's, and, and I had a problem with a tooth. And Pastor Mark was ministering, and I could see that the gifts of the Spirit were operating. Well, I immediately in my spirit said, this, Father, I, pull, I, pull, I draw on that gift right now. And you know what the Spirit of God said to me? Well, what are you going to do? I got out of my seat. I stepped up there. Mark stepped up. He said, well, what are you doing up here? I said, I, got, I told him, I said, I got a problem with my tooth right here. It's been bugging me all the way since last April. He laid his hands on me, and all that pain went away. Hadn't been, there back, hadn't been back there since. And I just had a dental exam Last week? Last week, and they couldn't find nothing wrong with it. Because I'd gone to another dentist who had looked at it with this machine and said, you got big problems. And uh, when that dentist looked at it last week and said, you're just fine, I said, hallelujah. So, everybody say so. Pray, stay in the Word of God, be sensitive to the Spirit, and above all, live holy. God can use a clean vessel. Amen? Praise God. Gentlemen, if you will, come and we'll receive communion tonight. Don't you enjoy receiving communion? Oh, I tell you, to rejoice and fellowship in that which God has done for us in Christ Jesus. Well, you're right there in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Just go right back a page or two to chapter 11. That's where our... Thank you, Doc. Chapter 11. Where's Brother Frank? You up there? Oh, there he is. Praise the Lord. Lift your hands and just worship the Lord for a moment. Father, we worship you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Doc. Father, we worship you tonight. Lord, we glorify your name. Thank you, Father, for your word, your power, your strength, your anointing. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Oh, how we worship you, Lord. Oh, how we thank you, Father. How we thank you, Father. How we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Heavenly Father.
We thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, as they're passing that out, let me just, let me help you. Two different times as we traveled, people that we knew had gotten sick. The two that I'm thinking of, it's almost the same type of scenario who had gotten sick and were dying. The Lord spoke to me in both these situations and said, preach on miracles, preach on healing. One of it, I, one, one in particular, I did for three days. I taught three days on miracles and healing. Didn't pray for nobody the first day, nobody the second day. The third day, the glory of God just, just fell in that place. A lady who didn't even come up for prayer, sitting in the back, who was a cripple, got up and ran around the church. Power of God hit her. This is over where we were in Hawaii where that happened. And it was for the pastor. The anointing was so strong. I tell you, you could have got anything from God. <clears throat> and the pastor, as he began to act in faith, began to stand. And I knew if he'd stand up, if all he had to do was just stand up. And I'm standing back watching. I, I knew all he had to do was just stand up. And it was hard. He'd been sick. He'd been in the hospital. And I, I, man, it was everything in me wanted to go over there and grab him and help him up. And the Spirit of God told me twice. I tried to do it twice. The Spirit of God told me two times. Don't do it. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. And, and, he, and he got up, and his, I could see his arms on his chair shaking as he tried to stand. And he got about three-quarters of the way up, and he just flopped and dropped right back down in his chair. And when he did, my heart just sank. It just sank. And the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, by this time next month, he'll be in heaven. And by that time next month, he was in heaven. Another individual, I was asked to come, direly sick with a brain tumor. And I don't know if I've ever sensed the anointing as strong as it was in that service. And before I could minister anything, the pastor jumped up, grabbed the microphone, and said, well, this is all good, but you don't understand the emotion of what we've been going through. Let me tell you something. I don't care about the emotion of what you go through. When God brings His miracle power, it's time to receive. And if you've got to listen, if it hurts with every cell in your body to stand up and God says stand up, you stand up. And if it hurts to run, you run. I remember listening to Brother Hagin here a couple of weeks ago. He said, only happened to him one time. 69 years of ministry happened one time. He was up ministering in a particular church, about 800 people in the church. This was in the late 50s. He said the Lord spoke to him and said, I want to heal everybody here that has a problem from the waist down. From the waist down. So that would be what? Hips and knees, ankles, feet, arthritis, injuries. From the waist down. So what he did, he said, the people lined up. He said, I'd walk down the road. And he said, under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, Gifts of healing. He, he said, I'd say, run around this church. And he said, everyone that ran got healed. And he said, one guy scooted, scooted up to the front that could not walk. He scooted up there. He said, you never seen a guy scoot up the aisle so fast on his hands. And so he thought, what, what am I going to tell this guy? I said, tell him the same thing. He said, the Lord said, if you'll run. You'll be healed. He said, that guy took off scooting around the church. He said, he scooted all the way around the church. He said, he started on the second time. He said, by the time he got to the back of the church, he was running. 
He said, I ran with him the third time. Amen. You say, what point are you trying to make? When there's an anointing, your faith, your, your step of faith may be in the flesh, but when you make a step of faith in the flesh, you step into the spirit realm. You step into the spirit realm. You move where the pain is. You, 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 you run if you're hurting. You do whatever it takes to, 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 to show God, I'm in faith because that gift is there in operation. And you want to draw on it. You want to pull on it. And that's many times how faith will operate and God will bring healing. I, I, I've told this story before, but man, it bears repeating here. In, in Westlaco, Texas, this is one of, one of my early revivals, which have been 87, 88, right in there. And a guy, he came up later in the prayer line to get saved. He wasn't saved. He was a football player on the, on the Westlaco football team. Westlaco's a little town right on the border of Mexico, what, in between Brownsville and uh, McAllen, I think, one of, one of those towns there. And so he had come up. The, 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 the cheerleaders of the, of the high school came to the church. They were members of the church, their family. So they brought the guy, broke his leg during a football game, cast all the way up to his hip, all the way down. And so they brought him up. He, he was on crutches. He's standing in his crutches. I laid hands on him. You could feel the tangibility of the anointing going to his body. So I didn't, I didn't have any unction to tell him to run, to jump, to dance, anything. I just said, well, just go back and sit down. Praise God, you're healed. So I moved. I remember moving to my left and ministering to two or three people, and something caught my eye. I saw a hand doing this. And I looked back over there, and he had one of those clear big pins, and he was ripping into that cast. And so I stepped back over, and this is what I said. I said, I didn't tell you to take that cast off. He looked at me and said, I don't care, I'm healed. Now, this guy wasn't even saved. And he took that big pin and ripped that cast off his leg and got up and started running around the church. You say, why? Because the gifts of the Spirit were in operation. So when the anointing is in operation, there has to be an act of faith in order to pull on that gift. I'll give you another one. Lee and I were in a, that same meeting where the Lord touched my throat. There was a great outpouring of the Spirit that night. And there was a lady behind us that had a steel rod in her back and could not, she was like, she looked like a robot when she went up there. She came back and she's doing toe touches and all this type of stuff. You couldn't get her to quit dancing. You couldn't get her to quit screaming. You couldn't get her to quit running and jumping. And Somebody said one time, well, how long do you have to do it? Tell you don't have to do it no more. It's faith in what God is manifesting. Now, what's amazing about this is our adversary, the devil, has fought this ever since it was poured out on the day of Pentecost. Religion has risen up against it. Tradition has risen up against it. There's always been the naysayers that, you know, somebody's going to heal, come on, a bunch of faith. But I'm telling you, there is the real, there is the tangible, and there is that which God does, which is amazing. We can talk about things that's happened just in the church here since the first of the year. People being healed, people being touched, the anointing of God. But it's going to increase in Jesus' name. Now, notice in 1 Corinthians 11. Verse 23. For I have received of the Lord Jesus. Notice, he didn't receive it from Jerusalem. He didn't receive it from Peter. He didn't receive it from the Old Testament. He received it from the Lord. Amen. That which I also delivered unto you, the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. Everybody take the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. Now take and break the bread. 
He said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do you in remembrance of me. Now, before we take the bread, let's do what it says before that. Let's give thanks. Hold up that bread. Heavenly Father, we give thanks tonight for the body of the Lord Jesus Christ that was broken, that was bruised, that was striped by the Roman lictor as he took that whip, that cat of nine tails, and laid 39 stripes upon his back. And all of that suffering and pain, he accumulated took all of the sickness, the disease, the pain. By His stripes, we were healed. We thank You for that body. We thank You for Jesus. We honor it in Jesus' name. Now take of the bread. Now notice the next verse. It says, After the same manner, He took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. So he must have took the cup and did what? Gave thanks. So what is the cup? It's the representation of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amazing study. You ought to do it on your own because it will really bless you. To study about how the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ was shed seven times, offered one time. Seven being the number of God. And then he offered it once on the mercy seat in the Holy of Holies. It brought eternal redemption to us. Our sins are not forgiven. They're remitted, erased, eradicated, dissolved. We've been given a brand new life in Christ because of the blood. It is the purchase price of the church. It is the New Testament that we have. Oh, we give you thanks, Father. Lord Jesus, we give you thanks that the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ was placed upon not the judgment seat, but the mercy seat of God. And because of that, you have mercy to this day upon the sinner, upon the sick, upon the oppressed, upon the hurting. We thank you for it. And in honor of the blood of Jesus, we receive of the cup. Hallelujah. Now lift your hands. And as we've been doing, say this out loud. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you that Jesus was wounded for my transgression, bruised for my iniquity, the chastisement of my peace was upon him. By his stripes, I am healed. Thank you, Father. You bless my bread, my water. You take all sickness and symptoms from the midst of me. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. I forget not His benefits, who forgiveth all iniquity, heals all diseases, redeems my life from destruction, crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercy, so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. Thank you, Father. I've been delivered from the spirit of darkness, from the power of darkness, from the power of sickness, from the power of disease, I've been translated into the dominion, into the kingdom of your dear son, which is dominion and kingdom of health and healing. Thank you, Father. You've not given me spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead abides in me. Thank you, Lord. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ sets me free, makes me free from the law of sin and death. Therefore, I speak to my body. I say 
to my blood, to my bones, to my marrow, to my glands, to all of my organs. In the name of Jesus, you are the healed of God. I speak to the adversary that would attack me with sickness and disease. And I say, devil, in Jesus' name, get your hands off of my physical body. Heavenly Father, I say to you, you have deposited healing power into my spirit man. By faith, through confession, I release it into every cell of my body, declaring, I am the healed of God. I am the healed of God. And with long life, long life, strength and health, you satisfy me and show me your salvation. Now worship and thank God for it. Come on, thank Him for it. Thank Him for it, church. Thank Him. I'm telling you, if you're fighting sickness and disease, you ought to thank Him. You ought to just worship and thank Him. Oh, we worship you, Father. Thank you, we're the healed of God. 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 We worship you, Father. We glorify your name. We exalt you, Lord God. Wonderful, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm glad I came to church tonight. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for our healing. Thank you for our deliverance. Thank you for our safety. We declare Psalms 91 over all the church, in our travels, in our work. No accidents, no trauma, no terror. Blessings of God over the church this entire week. Thank you, Father, for a door of utterance this week. All of us have friends, acquaintances, and people around us that need Jesus as Savior and Jesus as healer. Thank you that both of those manifestations shall come to us and through us for people this week. Let us be an answer to someone's prayer. There are people praying, what am I going to do? I'm so sick. The doctors have done all they can do. What am I going to do? Let us find those people, Lord. Let us bring this wonderful message of grace to them. Let us be a problem to the adversary as he tries to infirm and harm people. And let us be a miracle in people's lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Lord, as we leave tonight, we walk in faith and love toward you. In love toward one another. Thank you for our church. We leave as the ambassadors of Christ. You've called us to be. Thanking you, Lord. Here at Island Church, we're covered by the blood. Empowered by the Word and anointed by the hosts. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com. Hallelujah, Jesus.